Hello and welcome, my beloved chosen few. Welcome to A Hope Kingdom Ministry, where we give you food for thought. Our intention is to give you something more to think about. And today, beloved family, I what I want to do is I want to take a section from a message I've given before. Um, I don't know if I've ever given it on the podcast. I know I've given it here in the churches. And this section I entitled the message, Paul's Thorn. I don't know if I've spoken with you about that. Maybe I've talked a little bit about it. You know, Paul's Thorn. Okay? First, let's pray. Heavenly Father, Yah, thank you for another day. Thank you for every day. Every day is your day. No day belongs to us for birthdays, holidays, or holidays. Every day was made to magnify you, to, to bless you, to praise you. So I just want to take time to thank you for every day of my life that I've been alive, for every day of the listeners who are listening that we've been alive. And Father, I repent for us, for us taking and owning days and celebrating Father's Day, Mother's Day, Children's Day, Grandparents' Day, even our birthdays. Every day is your day. This is the day that you have made and we shall rejoice and be glad in it. We honor you for every day. I repent for every day that I've taken and used and glorified someone or something else. Father, that was just put on my heart to do right now. Because you're so good. You're so good. You woke us up this morning. You started us on our way. It was nothing we did, nothing we did to deserve it. We couldn't earn it. We cannot earn another day. We cannot deserve another day. It's just your mercy. It's just your your goodness, your favor, your love. All boiled in, and they put it in, try to put it in one word as your grace, but it's much more. It's so much. And I just want to thank you. And Father, I pray for your mercy here as I teach this little section here on Paul's thorn. I I believe that you have anointed me already for this before the foundations of the earth. Because as I say, I know you've revealed you're not doing anything. When they say you're doing a new thing, you're not doing a new thing. It is already done. When you said it is finished, it was finished. And your son, following in your footsteps, hanging on the tree they call the cross, said it is finished. And it was finished. So we thank you that it is finished. You have done everything for us that we need. I just pray that we are able to receive it by faith use our faith believe so that we can receive in the name above all names which i know now is yah yahusha son of yahuwah who is called jesus he is salvation the messiah hallelujah 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 thank you thank you okay beloved Let's discuss Paul's thorn. Because this is the very thing Christians use to try to prove 
Yah, or they would say God gave them their sickness or disease to teach them something or to punish, punish them for something they've done. And this is so wrong. But this is what they hold on to. One book. Oh, there's another. Well, we're not talking about that today. Another is Job. Okay? But today we're talking about Paul's thorn. They believe Paul's thorn in his flesh was his eyes. That he was going blind. And they base this on the strength of yeah, the Savior, Yahusha, called Jesus, blinding him on the way to, to Damascus. Yeah, I, I was taught, I was also taught to believe this lie, because <laughs> it is a lie that comes straight from Satan himself. See, they failed to remember, to recall, Yah, whom they call God, sent a disciple to heal Saul, who later became Paul. So, Tell me, what are they saying? Does Yah's healing have an expiration date? It doesn't last? It's not permanent? No, it doesn't. <laughs> the thorn in Paul's side wasn't sickness. It was being arrested being caned, being being beaten, being whipped. Those were those are the infirmities he's talking about. And when he said, I know that if you could you would pluck your eyes out from me, it's the same as us saying us saying, I would cut off my right arm for you if I could. So does that mean that person has a problem with their right arm? Because you say, I'd cut off my right arm for you. If you needed it, no, that's a matter of that's just a, a saying. You know, that's what that's how they said it in those days. Today, we say, I'd, I'd cut off my right arm, or some even say my right leg. Okay, all right, think about that. And some even say that Paul had to put salve cream in his eyes. I mean, where is that in the scripture? Come on now, stop putting words in there. <laughs> and then there's some believe that when he says he wrote a large letter, he was talking about a big letter. Beloved family, if he wrote every letter, these big, huge letters, do you know how heavy those scrolls and what he wrote would have been when he brought it back, when he sent it to the other cities and sent it back to the places he's preached? It would be huge. No, he meant he wrote a large letter, a long letter, not large letters. Let's get away from the, the, the traditions and superstitions of men. Get away from traditions of men because they will kill you. They'll keep you blind, dumb, and stupid if we hold on to those. And also, beloved, first of all, this thorn, the thorn in Paul's side came because of the abundance of revelations Paul had received. Revelations from Yah. I mean, he was give, teaching, preaching the truth. And the thorn came from Satan, not the father. It says in the scripture, the thorn sent from Satan. Not from the father, 
and Satan having him arrested before he go into towns and, and beaten and put in prison So because he didn't want the people to hear the revelation. Do you, and when Paul prayed three times for him to take that away, it's like he was saying, if you... If, if I could stop going to prison every place I go, if I could stop being beaten and stoned and, and, and whipped, you know, I could teach more people. I could do more. That's what he was talking about. But go back, fast. Go back and remember when he sent, I believe this that disciple's name was Ananias. When he sent him to Paul, he said, go and tell him all that he must, he will suffer for my name's sake. He will suffer for me. See, people think Paul got away with what he did. No. You reap what you sow. He, all the, the murders he, he went along with, those he imprisoned, the, the, the murders, the ones he, people he had murdered, he had, <laughs> he was reaping what he sowed. You don't get away, you, you may, you can be forgiven, but you, you still reap what you sow. That goes along with whatever you plant, you're going to reap. Tell him all that he must suffer for me, for my sake, said the Father, said the Savior. Look at all the things that before the, that, that Yah's people had to suffer because of Paul. And just like I, I taught another, like David. I think David got away with just, you know, impregnating Bathsheba and killing her husband. No, he, he reaped what he sowed. His daughter was raped by another son. And then that son was killed by another son. And then the son, one of, the son was trying to kill him. He reaped what he sowed. He was forgiven and he was yet a man after Yah's own heart. So I'm just saying, beloved, we can, when we'll be forgiven. If, if I mean, think about it. If you committed murder here on earth and you repent and say if the people forgive you, you still have to go to jail. You have to pay for what you had still, but you're forgiven. But you still have to pay the, the consequences. That's just law. You know, just like the law of gravity, the law of electricity. That's just love the law. <laughs> okay. I went there, huh? All right. Anyway, we're talking about the, the abundance of Paul's revelation that he received. And this misinterpretation, this inaccurate explanation of Yah's word is not only causing Yah's people to live a sickly and powerless life, it's killing them. They're dying, believing that this is their sickness and disease is sent from the Heavenly Father. You know, they have people, human beings have embraced and accepted cancer, diabetes, lupus, multiple sclerosis, polio, blindness, etc., as the work of Yahuwah, Alua, are their Lord, their God and not of the prince of darkness, Satan. Beloved, this is terrible. Sickness and sin came into whirlwinds same time as Satan was given control on the earth. 
when Adam and Eve disobeyed the father and turned over the, I'll say, the management of the earth, because they didn't own it, to Satan. Satan, sickness, and disease go together. Why would our father give us sickness or send sickness to us when he sent his son to pay for it? Beloved, that would make him schizophrenic. And he's not. That doesn't make us think about it. We need to use our brain. Whose brain are we using? Ours or somebody else's? If he sent his son to pay for him by his stripes, we were healed. Why? Then this Yahuwah would have to apologize to his son. It would, then he would have died for nothing. He would have been beaten for nothing. If he's going to still give us the sickness that he paid for, come on. Let's use our own mind. Let's use our common sense, our brain that he gave us. All right. Where am I? Where am I? Okay. Now, I'm trying to look over my notes here. Beloved, do you know our Father, our Heavenly Father, hates cancer more than you do, more than I do? and all other diseases, for that matter, that permanently take the lives of his children and they're, because it's preventing them from completing his will. It's preventing them from completing their assignment he gave them and from fulfilling his will. Why would he send sickness and disease so that you can get it uh, incomplete on your assignment. Because we all have an assignment. And there are a lot of people go come going to come before him with incomplete written on the paper. Or F. Failed. But then there are some of us that are going to hear, Welcome, good and faithful servant. Come into my kingdom. Mm. Don't you want to hear that? I know I do. Do you know our Heavenly Father, y'all wants you us healthy. He wants us healthy and he wants us well. This is one of the reasons he sent his son, as I said before. You see, our Savior, Yahusha, whom you call Jesus, as I say again, did not. He did not come to, to just die for us he came to bring the kingdom, the government of the kingdom, the government of heaven back to earth. You know, uh, Isaiah 6, 9, which says, you know, unto us a son is, a uh, child is born, a son is given, and he will, he will come bringing a government on his shoulders. And remember we talked about that when in, in those days, when someone was carrying something on their shoulders, that represented that it was not for them. It's not with their own. They were carrying this for someone else. He came bringing it for us. He was carrying it for us. He didn't need the government of the kingdom. He's the governor, the, the ruler of it. He was bringing it here to earth, bringing back what man lost. And in the kingdom, in the government, the kingdom of Yah, there's no sickness there. There's no sickness in the kingdom. There's nobody in the kingdom of heaven that has any disease. They don't even have a headache. 
They don't even have a, a, a hangnail, okay? <sighs> we got to get this, beloved. I, I've had people get angry with me. I've had the, some of them start crying when I tell them that they're, they're believing, well, God is teaching me something. I'm like, no, he didn't give it to you. And one lady started crying, you're making me nervous. I said, okay, okay, okay. If you want to believe he gave it to you, how are you ever going to get rid of it? Sometimes he's just merciful with our say, You know, I mean, he looks beyond our faults and see, sees our needs. He's always merciful. But how we have, people have believed. I, you know, I, 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 I'm, I used to believe that That's because that's what I was taught. I'm not a parrot repeating what I was taught anymore. I'm going by what he's showing me. You know, he talks about that we don't need another man to teach us. We have a teacher. His set-apart righteous spirit in us is the teacher in us. We should not have to be taught by man's traditions anymore. Or man, we shouldn't be taught, have to be taught by their traditions at all. But anyway... Let's go, let's talk about um, Joshua, whose true name was Yahusha, just like the Savior. He's Yahusha, son of Nun. That's why you have to say Yahusha Hamashiach or Hamashiach, the Messiah, because there were many men named Yahusha. So, like I said, that can't be the name above all names, which is the equivalency of Jesus. That can't be the name of all, of all names. Yah is the name above all names. Hallelujah. Hmm. Yes. Anyway, we remember, Jay wasn't even <laughs> created yet. Then, it's only 500 years old. All right. You know, talking about Yah, he magnified our exalted Yahusha, who's known as Joshua, in the sight of his people. And you know, our Heavenly Father continued to do that with his people, the people that he used, on into the New Covenant, or New Testament. When we say New Testament, it's a New Covenant. You know, and so we see that the exalting spoken uh, spoken of is not a negative kind, but a righteous kind. The Bible says godly kind. We're talking about Acts 5, 13. The just further, excuse me, that just further strengthens the fact that the thorn was not Yah's doing. Let's, let's go through that again. Yahuwah, Yah, or your God magnified or exalted Joshua, Yahusha known as Joshua, in the sight of his people. And that you can find that in Joshua 3.7. And he continued to do that with his people, with the people he used, on into the New Covenant, the New Testament. Acts 5.13, noted. So, we see that the exalting spoken of is not negative. When Paul is saying, so that I wouldn't be exalted above, <laughs> exalted. That was Satan that did not want to exalt. It wasn't that, so, so I won't be prideful. That's not what he's talking about. 
It's, it's not negative, but a righteous kind. The way Joshua was exalted, the way David was exalted, the way Joseph was exalted. And like again, that further strengthens the fact that the thorn was not Yah's doing. The thorn was to stop him from being exalted. Huh. Satan, one, he would have been exalted and the people would have believed everything. I mean, he would have even more people following. Let's go James 4.10. Humble yourselves in the sight of Yahuwah, the Bible says the Lord, and he shall lift you up. Now the Orthodox Jewish Bible, so-called Jewish, what they call Jewish Bible, it says, be humbled before Hashem and he will exalt you. They, in their Jewish language, Hashem means the name. They don't call him by his name. They just, Hashem, they say his name was too holy to say, but scripture all through, he's saying my name, they who call me by my name, hello, from Old Testament, Old Covenant to New Covenant. So, you know, duh, where did that come from? That's not, anyway, that's another story. Let's read Peter 5, 6, also King James. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of Yah, Bible says God, that he may exalt you in due time. You see? He may exalt you. Satan didn't want Yah to exalt Paul. So he was, you know, he was trying to stop him from being exalted. The way they're talking about in here in James 4.10 and Peter 5.6. Let me read those two again. James 4.10. Humble yourself in the sight of Yahuwah, written the Lord, and he shall exalt you or lift you up. The, or, the Orthodox Jewish Bible says, Be humbled before Hashem, Yahuwah, or you say the Lord, and he will exalt you. Peter 5, 6. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of Yah, that he may exalt you in due time. Now, the the Orthodox, 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 oh, excuse me, Jewish Bible says it this way. Therefore, be humbled under the mighty hand of Hashem, that you might be exalted in due time. Hello. Hello. Ding dong. Doesn't, that, doesn't the doorbell go off now? Doesn't the light? Hello. Somebody, anybody. Let's get this. Yes, so that you can you can receive receive your healing. Stop believing that he's going to use he a, a disease or a sickness or some kind of infirmity to 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 teach you something. Would you give your child a, a deadly disease to teach them a lesson? No, you wouldn't. I wouldn't either. Would you give? Would you cause them to lose a limb or something that they something they could die for just to teach them something? To make them grow? No, you wouldn't. I wouldn't either. So what makes human beings think they're a better parent than the parent, the main parent? He is mother and father. Huh? 
When we think of it that way, it's kind of ridiculous, isn't it? No, it's not kind of ridiculous. It's very ridiculous. Yah is perfect. There's no evilness in him. That would be evil for him to do that. I wouldn't serve a master, a, 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 a ruler, the most like that. I wouldn't serve anything or anyone like that. I wouldn't love him, anybody like that. He's not that insecure that he has to put a sickness or disease on us to make us come to him or believe in him to teach us something. <laughs> he's not that powerless. He's all-powerful. And he's all good, beloved. All good. I say it again. Nothing and no one is all good, buddy. Hello. All right. Mm. Moving along. I'm just going to read a couple of scriptures here. Just helping those that have been waiting for their healing or believing for the healing. This, is, this will help you receive your healing. Now you can throw that Paul's throwing that out. And whatever. We're not talking about Job today, but Job is the old covenant. Yahusha, whom you, you may call Jesus, had not come and paid for everything yet. So the, the set apart, what they call Holy Spirit, was not dwelling in people then. Yeah, he would come on them and then leave because man was not clean. Until our Savior came and paid everything and cleansed it for us, he made us clean vessels so that we can be the temple of Yah. So you got to throw out Job, and now you can throw out the thorn of Paul. Okay, let's get healed. Concerning your healing, you have a responsibility, a big responsibility, beloved family. It's up to you to receive what Yah has already given. But by Yah's grace, you may say God's grace, you have been healed in the spiritual realm. In the spiritual realm, you are healed. It is your faith that brings it to pass on the physical earth. By Yah's grace or God's grace, you have been healed. In the spiritual realm, you are healed. It is your faith that brings it to pass on the physical earth. In order to receive your healing from Yah, you must first know and understand this truth. Our Savior, Yahusha, more famously known as Jesus, not only paid for our sins, he also paid for my sickness and disease, your sickness, our sicknesses and diseases over 2,000 years ago, beloved. They, people say, he paid for my sins, but he paid for your sickness and disease too. He paid for your curse. You know, if someone would want to put a curse on you, if you got this truth and know that you are curseless, that curse wouldn't work. It, would, you, it wouldn't come near you. But so many people, when, it's, when you believe something, if you believe you've been cursed, somebody put, can put a curse on you, then you will be cursed. But when you realize you are curseless because your Savior took the curse upon himself, it's paid for in full. All right, now, let's read uh, Yashiyahu, which is Isaiah 53. Verse 4 and 5 from King James. Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of Yah, Bible says, of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions, not his. He was bruised for our iniquities, not his. He had none. The chastisement of our peace 
was upon him. And with his stripes we are healed. And with his stripes, or some versions saying by his stripes, we are healed. It's done. It is finished. When he said it was finished hanging on that tree, it was done. Okay? Now let's go to 1 Peter 2.24. Who his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree. On the tree that we call, excuse me, on the tree that we being dead to sins should live unto righteousness by whose stripes ye were healed. Let me read that again. First Peter 2.24 Who his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree that we, being dead to sins, should live unto righteousness by whose stripes ye were, past tense, healed. Now there you go. You see, you in in the in the old covenant, Isaiah says, "By his stripes we are healed." In the new covenant, First Peter says, "You were healed." So, <laughs> it's documenting what was said in the old covenant. You are healed. So now the new covenant says, "You were." It's done, beloved. If you don't believe it, you won't receive it. If you don't believe it, you will not receive it. And but get this, though your unbelief can prevent you from being healed, guess what? Your unbelief doesn't pre- prevent Yah from healing you. <laughs> it doesn't. Does it sound confusing? Confusing? You want to know what I mean by this? Well, I just read it. It's already done. So your unbelief can't stop him from doing it because he already did it. Hello. Hallelujah. Okay. Praise y'all. All right, beloved. I hope I've given you food for thought. Because we really, really, really want to give you something more. Something that maybe you haven't had on your plate. Something to think about. And I hope we're doing that today. All right, beloved. Until we meet again, y'all willing, of course, that I live to do so. Shalom. As we say here in Asia, ping an, Peace be with you. See you next time, beloved.